listeners, welcome to another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. I'm your host, Chuck Peters, as always, and I'm here with producer Trey. Hey, Trey, what's up? Hey, how's it going? I'm good. What are you doing? I'm watching your volume. <laughs> watching your levels. Yes, you are. You are working the, the podcast, watching levels and making sure everything's good. But uh, we tra- we have just, as we record this, gotten back off a long season of travel for some VBS events that we have done as a Lifeway team. Trey is integral in all of our technology and uh, in the experiences that we're creating, whether that be in a big venue with a stage, some video that you produce, or producing yep. our podcast. And so yep. you have a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of things, yep. different, yeah. Uh, different hands in different pockets. So And Trey Garza came up through our Central Kid Camps team yep, and started yep, working yep. camp how long ago? Five How many summers ago? did you do? I did five summers, yeah. yeah. As on multi- various roles, various but teams, ending yeah. up as a director leading teams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we were able to bring you on full time. And yeah. you're working in your passion with media. And stuff. Absolutely love it. Man, and you're great at it. We love it. So thank you, Trey. It's good to have you here. Thanks. And uh, listeners, I'm chatting with Trey because he's the only other person in the room with me today. We are we are guestless, and I have we are starting a new series. And so in this new series, you just get me. And so I've got a series of uh, things that we'll be talking through that is eight healthy habits for ministry. And so as we kick off 2020, we really need to evaluate if we are healthy in our practices and our habits and the things that we're doing. And so I'm going to talk through some content with you that I've developed for our uh, series that I call Kid Ministration, that I get the opportunity to present in different uh, different events and at our, our Kids Ministry Essentials that we host here at Lifeway. And so I thought we would take uh, two healthy habits per session over the next four episodes. And so if you like this series, we'd invite you to check out the other episodes that are to follow. And yeah. if you're listening later, the ones that we've already done. Of course, this is the first one, so the other we haven't done the others. We yet. haven't done the others. There you yet, go. So. so we're going to dive in, and we're going to talk about healthy habits. You know, with with a new year, Trey, did you set any New Year's resolutions? Are uh, you a resolution guy? I am not a resolution guy, uh, but I definitely want to. I'm not going to. I'm not one of those that just like, okay, I'm going to start going to the gym every single day because, yeah. well, that's just not unrealistic. Realistic. Yeah, it's not realistic. Um, but I definitely do want to. I've seen myself gain gain a little bit of weight. So, right, so you, but you have really. First of all, you're young, so your metabolism is still really good. Yes, it's slowly dying. I can see active, it slowly dying. Although you sit at the desk more now than you used to. Right. right. That happens to all of us. Right. We go from being young and active, and we're moving all the time or a lot of the time, and then we get jobs where we sit at the desk most of the day. Yeah. This is hard. Mm-hmm. But you're a disciplined eater. I know. I'm not a disciplined eater. You are. You don't no. eat any sugar. Uh, you eat very. I've. I've been out to eat, but you don't eat. So sweets. I don't eat. Yeah, I don't eat sweets. Um, I and it's not because I don't like it. I yeah. usually get like headaches if I eat oh, a lot of yeah. sweet things. Um, so I just there's kinda, still a discipline there. Yeah, yeah, because I guess I don't want to have headaches. So you know I what, just that's part stay of growing up, Trey. Welcome. <laughs> part of adulting is denying yourself things that you enjoy because you feel better if you don't have them. That's that's a fact of life, man. Oh, it's rough. Well, listen, so we um, every year here at work, we have the opportunity, and maybe you have this where you work, listeners, to do an annual health assessment. And so we have, through our health insurance, an organization that comes in, and then we do these health screenings. Have you done – did you do yours, Trey? Uh, I, I was right. Yeah, I missed it this year. Okay, so it's usually in around October, but they come in, and you go in this room, and everybody in the company signs up for a time slot, and you go in, and they take your blood pressure, and they write it down. They measure your height, and they write it down, and they check your weight, 
and they write that down. <laughs> That's always <Bummer>. discouraging. <laughs> they, um, then they, they like prick your finger and they take the little blood sample. Yeah. And so they do all these things to check your cholesterol and check your stuff. And then if you report those numbers, you get a discount on your health insurance. And so it's like you save 50 bucks a month or something. I'm like, okay, well, that's pretty good over the course of the year. So I go to this assessment and we've done this for years. Uh, so about two years ago, I went in for my health assessment and I got in line and there's, you know, 10 other people in front of you and I get up to my turn and I'm a, I tend to be a high energy person. Yeah. So, I'm, you know, I've, I'm, I'm energetic. And so my heart rate is usually a little up and then you're <laughs> just a tiny bit nervous about the health assessment part of it. So, but I got to the front of the line. It was my turn to do my hut and do my weight. And I'm joking and having a good time with the, the people who are doing the tests. And then they checked my blood pressure. I can and, see it coming. And the gal who did it is like, huh. I'm like, you never want, you never want anybody <laughs> who's doing your health stuff to go, huh. That's, That's the worst good, reaction. Yeah. Not a good thing. Not a good sign. So she goes, huh. I'm like, what? She's like, have you had a lot of coffee today? I'm like, No. Nothing. I mean, I'm fasting because it's early in the morning. I'm doing my health test. No. She's like, hmm. I said, well, but I'm just a high energy person. And she's like, let's wait a couple minutes and check this again. So she had me go through the other stations and come back and check my blood pressure. And again, you have to go goes, to like a little room. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, no. So she goes, huh, again. And she's like, why don't you go sit in this dark room for 30 minutes? Like no lights, nothing. Isolation. Sit there for 30 minutes and then we'll check it again. And I don't remember what the numbers were. I'm just bad with like those BP numbers. That's However, tough. it was so high, my blood pressure, that she said if it was any higher, they wouldn't have let me leave. They would have had to call an ambulance. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Because I like, I felt fine. But this thing was going on. I just, I wasn't aware. So this health assessment that I did raised my awareness. And then since then, I've started making better choices. Look at that. So I've started exercising more regularly, at least being more active, like tracking my steps and taking the stairs inside the elevator. I started eating better, at least for quite a while. Right. And I, was, I, I lost a bunch of weight and felt really good. Now I've gained a couple of that back because <laughs> I've been a little lazy the last few months. However, that health assessment was a big time wake up call for me. Right. And so although I didn't really want to do it, <laughs> it was really good that was I was necessary. confronted with it. Because if I hadn't done it, I have no idea. I had no idea I was in a bad path. Right. And so we need to assess ourselves in every area of life. But as ministry leaders, we really need to look at our habits yeah. and see if we are healthy in what we're doing. And so there are many aspects of spiritual health and professional health and ministerial health that we need to consider. But I have, as I've thought about this, I've written down eight of them. And so okay. I have eight healthy habits. And so today we're going to start with the first two. We'll talk about two this episode and then two more over each of the next three episodes for these healthy habits. So what we need to do is we need to make sure that we are evaluating ourselves. So the first habit, and so this these are a little fun because I tried to keep the health okay. thing in yeah, them. Yeah, yeah. So the first habit is get off the treadmill. Okay. Get off the treadmill, not get on it. You're get, like, shouldn't you get on the yeah, treadmill? Yeah, for health, right? No. Well, okay, but we're not talking like health, health. We're talking about your the health of your ministry. And for you okay. as a leader, we need to get off the treadmill. Here's what I mean. So first of all, my, uh, I have you know four kids. Tally is uh, graduating college. Right. And Tristan is 19. And Tyson is 14. And then Tate's 11. And in Tyson, my 14-year-old is in public school for the first time last year. We homeschooled all the way through before then. And just to make some friends, he's an athlete. He plays soccer. You know Tyson. Yeah. He's mm -hmm. like muscle and yeah. that's it. He's just lean. Yeah. Um, and he's and he was Ethiopian, so he has he has 
an Ethiopian slim. He's long and lean, and he is a, he's a soccer player. And so he's a fantastic athlete with soccer. But to make friends, he went out for cross country for the right. first time. And he, uh, we know nothing about cross country. So we're team sports people. So we, yeah. we I, I understand soccer and basketball and football. You score more points, you win. This whole running thing as a sport was not my thing. For me, running was punishment. <laughs> it's what you do like when the coach, you disobey, you're like, you're running. I'm like, oh, why would I want to run? Right. But Tyson loves it. And so he went out for cross country. We showed up to his first meet. Have I told you this story before? You have. Okay. Actually. So we showed up for his first meet and it's in a field somewhere. <laughs> it's like not yeah. in the school. It's like in a park and we yep. show up and there's like a thousand cars. So I'm like, this is huge. And when it was his turn, they lined up like 150 kids on this line at the end of the field. Yeah. And and I, we were meeting some other parents who had our school's colors on, Spring Hill Middle School. Go, yeah. Go mm-hmm. generals. And so they line up and this dude shoots the gun. <laughs> And they run in, and they run into the abyss. They sprint across this open field and then they turn a corner and they disappear into the woods and they're yeah. gone. And I'm like, well, what do we do now? And they're like, well, we wait about 20 minutes. They'll be back. <laughs> I'm like, okay. And I said, well, how do they know where to go? And I said, well, the path is marked with these little spray paint lines. And I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, what if, what if, how is Tyson going to, and they're like, you, you run with the other 150 kids, yeah. right? You follow the other kids. And I said this foolish thing. I said, what if he's out front? And somebody was like, well, in that event, which is unlikely, <laughs> there's like a golf cart. You follow the golf cart or the guy on the mountain bike. Yeah. And so a few minutes go by, and it wasn't 20. It was way less than that. All of a sudden, we hear cheering. And all of a sudden, the golf cart comes out of the woods, and right behind it, like close enough to touch it, is Tyson. No way. Yes. First place, running out of the woods, and he won his very first cross-country race ever in like – 40 seconds later, the second place kid came in. That's so crazy. Like, yeah, by a good set. By so a then good we, bit. we went to his second race, and he won again in his third and his fourth and his fifth. And he won every single race his seventh grade year, oh including gosh. the state qualifier. And then he went to states, and he won the Tennessee Middle School State Cross or Athletic Association, whatever it's called, the TSMAA thing. He won the state That's in amazing. cross country and never lost a race. That's amazing. He's a runner. I he did I ran, not get that from me. <laughs> I ran cross country in seventh grade, but I was definitely not first. It was unbelievable. So, but for me, so you know, you see those people with the sticker on their car. There's the twenty six point two, yeah, yeah. And then you see others with the zero point zero. I'm with zero point zero. So, you know, but it makes me think of uh, of Second um, Timothy four seven, where where Paul says, "I've fought the good fight. I've finished the race. I've kept the faith." And he uses that analogy of running an endurance race right. for, uh, for the Christian life. But for us in ministry, ministry is, at the same time, it's a sprint, but it's also a marathon. Mm. And I think we need to keep in mind that we're running a distance. So with Tyson, that example, that picture of him running like that and just pacing and plotting and going on and sticking with it, that's how we need to be oriented mm. as we lead. We need to be leaning in and running to win as we run, not just mixed up in the pack, yeah. not just following what somebody else is doing. We need to chase after God as mm. our golf cart, as golf right? Cart. As yeah. our mountain That's bike. That's good. Jesus is our mountain bike, and we need to be chasing him. And as we pursue him, we will find that he will lead us to places that we might not go otherwise. Mm. But, but the comparison of get off the treadmill is this. A lot of us are working really hard. Well, think about when you run on the treadmill you run hard and you don't get anywhere. 
Mm-hmm. You get off at the same place you got on at the end of every day. And I could get on and I could run for an hour. Well, maybe not. I could run for 20 minutes. <laughs> uh, and you crank up the incline each day and it gets harder and you're sweaty and you're exhausted. And a lot of us in ministry feel exhausted. We're tapped out. We're wiped out. And we feel like we're not getting anywhere. And I yeah. think it's because a lot of times we're just doing what we need to do to stay where we are. And we don't have an intent of advancing. Mm. And so this first healthy habit is to not mistake activity for advancement. Mm. Don't mistake being busy for getting, getting anywhere. Because we can put a lot of energy every day and come home just completely exhausted and not have progress to show. And so the, ha- the, the discipline there is that we need to look for landmarks. We need to set milestones. Okay. So as we set goals for our ministry for the year, we need to first assess where we are. Where yeah. are we now? Uh, with my health, it's like, okay, not good, almost dead. <laughs> Set a goal. Okay, what's the goal? Decrease cholesterol, decrease blood pressure, you know, make healthier. Cho- How do I do that? I make healthier choices with food. I make healthier choices with exercise. And I can set incremental goals that help me get to the bigger goal. Yeah. And so we've talked even on this podcast with Bill Emiot in the past. I remember the episode where he, where he talked about maybe I need to lose 50 pounds. Losing mm-hmm. 50 pounds is hard. That's a big goal. Yeah. But you can lose one. And then you can lose the second. And when you take it one at a time, instead of the big thing, those incremental goals make any big goal attainable. Right. So, but we need to not mistake activity for advancement. And then we need to look for, uh, look for signs of growth. So as we are moving towards that goal, we want to look for, we want to be like fruit inspectors, right? You can tell a tree by its fruit. A good tree yeah. is good fruit. And so if we're doing good things, we should, we should feel better. We should have a sense that we are that things are happening more smoothly yeah. than they were before and or more intentionally. And I think a lot of this habit of just if we do the same thing we've always done, we'll end up the same place we've always been. And so for many of us, we are working hard and not going very far. And so we mm. need to start looking for those landmarks yeah. and plotting our course. Yeah. That's cool. So I didn't know that that's you good. ran. Yeah, a little bit. Not a lot, but I, I ran in my middle school years. And then I dropped it once I got to high school. So well, that's uh, man, nothing I've ever done. I only did. I think I only got like the highest, best I ever got was like ninth place in cross country. Well, that that's really it. good. I Honestly, think... that's really good. <laughs> but yeah, I dropped it after that, and all the yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I went well, through a lot of sports. I never <laughs> ran a race. I was the slowest guy in the basketball team, but I but I, I was there. LifeWay's VBS 2020 Concrete and Cranes teaches kids to build on the love of Jesus. As always, you can count on LifeWay's VBS for trustworthy, gospel-centered content that's developed and vetted by experts. No matter the size of your church, every aspect of Concrete and Cranes is customizable to fit your needs and your capabilities. With resources to engage the whole family and content that continually points to Jesus, Concrete and Cranes VBS will help you reach your community and help kids uncover the truth that he who began a good work in them will be faithful to carry it on to completion. To learn more, go to lifeway.com VBS, where you can download free samples of the program materials and join our free directors club. All this and more at lifeway.com VBS. Well, okay, so we, uh, you and I both wear glasses. Yeah. I'm not wearing my glasses right You're now. Not I've, um, but, but the next tip is to check your vision, check your focus. Okay. So um, you and I both also have a passion for media. Mm-hmm. And so when I think of media, my background is in TV and video, and I think of lenses. And setting your focus means yeah. something different when you're shooting with a camera. Now, yeah. a lot of cameras these days, 
You don't have to do anything. It's auto-focused. It's auto. And that's so wrong. <laughs> Automatic controls. First of all, in a good way, it opened photography to the entire world. Yeah. Right? Everybody has a phone in their cam- in their a camera in their phone now where you used to have to have a real camera to take shots. Yeah. It's always funny because people would think if you had a good camera, you're a good photographer. But so much of being a good photographer is not about the equipment. It's about your eye. It's about your eye. Yeah. It's about how you see things and how you compose the shot and how right. you balance things in the frame and where you set your focus. And so there's I love a, a shallow depth of field. Mm-hmm. So for those of you who understand photography, that means, you know, when there's something in the frame that's in focus, maybe like a flower, and then behind it, everything is fuzzy. Yep. The, the, the depth of, it's not all in focus. Most of our cell phone type cameras have an infinite range for its for the focal depth. And it's like everything is sharp all the time. Which pro tip, if you have a newer phone, you can go to portrait mode and it kind and of gives And now you it, can kind of simulate You can kind that, of simulate it, Which yeah. is really cool. And technology is going to get better and help us do that. But, but... With a like with a professional quality camera, you setting the focus. Yeah, you can set that. The, and, and your aperture and all the different things that control what you see are so much a part of being a pro- professional videographer or photographer. Right. And so, but for uh, and I think it's true for us in ministry as well. I think we have a lot of control over where we focus. And I love to do this thing when I have the opportunity in front of people with, visually to set like a a clear like a clear sheet of plastic and draw a cross on it with a Sharpie mm-hmm. and set it near the lens of the camera. Uh, I'm sorry, the, the cross sets far away. And then near the lens of the camera, I write me with a, with a Sharpie. And the cross is in the background. And when I set the focus on the word me in yeah. the macro setting, the cross is totally blurry. You can't see it. Ooh. Yet when I set the focus on the cross in the distance, I fade away. Mm. So That hits hard. So, yeah. <laughs> it's a great visual when you can do it in a room. Uh, I'm not sure how it plays on a podcast. But <laughs> the point is when we focus on ourselves, we we find up we, we find ourselves losing focus on the Lord. Yeah. And, and on what's really important. And when we focus on him, the 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 worries and stresses and strains and things that we have kind of fade away. And so we need to be intentional about what we focus on. Now, likewise, we may not be focused on ourselves or on him, but we can focus on anything else. We can focus on our career. We can focus on our bank account. We can focus on a relationship. And anything that pulls our focus off of Jesus is not where we need to be focused as ministry leaders. He's got to be our number one. And so that's an intentional decision to set our focus where it needs to be. So we need to be careful not to rely on defaults. Not mm-hmm. to rely on our automatic default settings for where yeah. we focus with our, our attention. We can be pulled to our phone. We can be pulled to a task. And all those things pull us off of sometimes what really, truly matters. Yeah. It's very rare that we are accidentally focused on the right thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. We have to intentionally focus on the right things. And so this needs to be a conscious thing for us. We need to choose to not trust the defaults. We might need to acknowledge the defaults. You know, where I tend to focus is this. Yeah. And I need to refocus on the right things. Um, part of that is checking and adjusting that focus often. So you can't mm-hmm. set it and, just and leave forget it. it yeah. Right? So there's there's kind of a set it and forget it mentality that a lot of us have. And for that, I think, I think of like the – this is a joke from like earlier generations than us. So I'm an Xer. Mm-hmm. You're a millennial. Yeah. On the and, peak. Yep. And so, but but older generations, like going back to my grandfather's generation, 
there's like this joke about the way that they showed intimacy would be, you know, I, I told my wife I loved her when I married her. And if I change my mind, I'll let her know. <laughs> I told her once. Right. And if I change my mind, I'll tell her again. There just wasn't this kind of ongoing right. daily affirmation. No, that's not true of everybody. That's a stereotype. It's a joke. Right. Yeah. However, for us, there's a lesson there because we can tend to be like, you know what? I made a choice to go into ministry. That's putting my focus on ministry. And, and if I change it, I'll change it. But the truth is we, we experience every single day, every one of us, something that you can call focal drift. Mm. Our focus is pulled to different things by the circumstances around us, by the things that, uh, by the problems that we're confronted with. And we have to make a conscious decision to be aware that our focus is drifting. It doesn't stay where we put it. Yeah. And then to draw it back to get it where it needs to be. That's good. So there's your first two tips. Yeah. So check yourselves, guys. Get off the treadmill. If you're doing things that, you've, that you're doing every single day and you're in this Groundhog Day recurrence of just going through the motions, look for some mile markers. Look for some landmarks that you can start to track your progress. And check your focus. What, it is it that you're, what is it that you're truly focused on? Where's your attention going? Where's your energy going? Mm-hmm. So that you can make sure that when, and when we get those two things right, we'll be in a healthier place than we were the day before. And all these things are really daily habits, yeah. right? Because whether it's losing weight or taking care of my, my spiritual life, you have to do these things as a daily practice. You can't just do it once. You can't set it and forget it. Yeah, you, that's the thing is you can't just set it and just leave it. Um, you go and film a wedding or something like that and you put a camera, a still shot that's focused on the front. Yes. And if you just and leave the it, they move. and they move to a different spot and then... Yeah. All of a sudden, like it's gone, and if you weren't paying attention, then it's you don't get that shot anymore. So, that's good. And so the world is moving, right? We cannot be static, and so we have to continue to shift our energy, to shift our attention, and to move our feet. You know, the the we talk about the relationship with the Lord as a walk. It's our it's our walk with the Lord. Yeah, that implies movement, and so we have to keep moving, and we have to keep pursuing Him. Going back to Paul, right? Yeah. He's, he's, we run the race with endurance. So keep chasing after Jesus, guys. Keep your focus on him. And That's the really rest good. will take care of itself, as Jesus says in Matthew, right? Mm-hmm. We worry about so many things. But when we seek first him and his kingdom, all those things will be added to us. That's really good. Right on. Well, listeners, thank you for listening to this episode. I hope that these first two healthy habits are ones that can help you where you are. And uh, come back next time for another episode in this series of Eight Healthy Habits for looking for episode two, where we'll unpack a couple more. Thanks for listening. We'll see you back next time on another episode of the Kids Ministry 101 podcast. (laughs) 